0: Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name's Phil, a mixing and mastering engineer. Well, hello to you out there. I hope you're all doing well this fine month. We are getting rapidly towards the end of the year and it's quite scary, but you know, such is, such is life. The years go by quicker and quicker as we get older. It's a bit miserable, isn't it? Anyway, um, this week I wanted to talk about mastering mastering is one of those things that a lot of people really really underestimate they think oh you know i'm not really sure what it is it's i'm sure it's the same as mixing i'm sure it's just as important there's no point spending any money on it is there but i want to tell you that mastering is not only helpful it's essential it is absolutely essential for your music do not let your music go released without it being mastered now what I'm going to, I'll tell you what mastering is in a minute and I'll go into what the kind of different processes are and how that works. But what I want to say is get someone external. Really important. Get someone external. I know some of you might not have the budget and that's fair enough. But if you have a little bit of budget, get an external person to help you. What you don't want to do is have the same person, especially if it's a band member, mixing, recording, mixing and mastering the whole thing because they'll get too used to it and the idea is you have several sets of ears on the music and it'll really help and I'll go into why a little bit later on. But, long story short, get someone involved. Now, you could get someone like me, who's a mixing and mastering engineer, to kind of bring all that together. But you could get someone who's just a mastering engineer. So, uh, a while back, I think it's last year at this point, I'm not quite sure, I did an interview with Stephen Kerrison of Tall Trees Audio Mastering. That's a great episode where we talk in depth about mastering and what we think about it and various thoughts and bits and pieces. That's a great episode to kind of listen back on and and go more in depth, I guess. But I just wanted to go an overview of what mastering is to me. So the first thing that is to me is that it is a last check on the mixes often with a separate pair of ears so if you're hiring a mastering engineer then you're getting that person their experience and their their ears in on the situation you see people hear music in very particular ways so if you're a band member and you've recorded mixed it and you're planning on mastering it you've heard that song just in the same way it's just the way you perceive it it's hard to change that mindset in fact it's almost impossible to change that mindset and getting someone external can really help. They're going to be fresh. They haven't heard the song before. They've not got any preconceived notions about what the song should be like. Anything like that. They just know generally what a good balanced song sounds like. And they can advise you from there. Really, really, really important. Using someone, using someone's this. using a separate person and getting them to have a listen is really, really, really important secondly they have a chance then to correct any problems that may not have been picked up along the way so for example if um some of the eq is really out of whack then the mastering engineer could go well actually have you thought about going back to mixing and changing this changing that whatever good mastering engineers will often make suggestions before they kind of get to work on the track and practically do things that's part of their package it's part of their experience and it's something that you should really pay attention to now mastering engineers engineers aren't going to stipulate and say you know I'm not going to work with you unless you do this necessarily but their their opinion is worth listening to mastering engineers will have spent money and time getting their skills up but also getting their space ready so they'll have really nice sets of um, speakers in a well-treated room they'll be able to hear it balanced and flat and that's really important The next thing I put is a very general statement is that they are balancing the songs. So song to song, they're making sure there's some consistency there. That can be all sorts of things that they use to do that. They can use EQ on the whole mix. They can use uh, compression. They might use some kind of spatial widening type stuff, things like that. They may even be getting rid of pops and clicks and things like that to sort it out. But on a sort of big level, it's making sure that song to song, there is consistency. So, you know, it, when, you, when you're mixing music, you only really think about it a song at a time. And it may be that across the 10 songs or so, the kind of sound adapts and it slightly changes and your kind of balance changes. And it's the mixing engineer's job to kind of come in and try and um, tweak it all to kind of make it all work together as a big cohesive thing. And on top of that as well is to make sure that there's no massive jumps in volume from song to song. You want to make sure that the whole thing just sounds consistent. If it's an EP or an album, or if it's a single, I think it's still worth getting a mastering engineer in on a single, even though there's nothing kind of song to song to do. But they'll be really good at just kind of making sure the song sounds great. It's a final check, that kind of thing. The next thing a mastering engineer does, it's related to the previous one in a way, is making sure they're a competitive volume. Now, the loudness wars is something I could go into extensively. I'm not going to hear I would say just look it up. There's loads of articles about the loudness wars. Um, The idea is that you make your tracks louder and louder and louder and you squish the dynamic range of the song. That's the difference between the loudest part of the song, and the quietest part of the song um, to make the whole thing feel and sound louder. That was a problem. That was an extensive problem, but it's something we are coming through the other side of. Streaming services like Apple and Spotify, what they've started to do is they've started to punish songs that are over loud and reward songs with a bit more dynamic range. So they've got algorithms built into them now that will make uh, quieter songs go louder to a certain point and louder songs pull them quieter so there is more consistency if you're going between wildly different genres and styles they're broadly going to be the same volume on places like spotify and that's what they're doing and there's nothing you can do to defeat that that's just what they're doing so it's in your advantage it's in your your um interest to make sure that they are not too too loud too squished um because good dynamic range good um differences in the loud parts of the song and the, and the uh quiet parts It's really important It really helps um, give a song A kind of sense of uh, peaks and troughs And things like that But having said that you want to make sure that it's not too quiet. And this is where a mastering engineer's experience can come in handy. So different um, streaming services have different levels at which they set tracks to be quieter or louder. And it's really difficult to balance that if you don't necessarily know these things. Mastering engineers can come in and they can go, cool, I'm going to put it here, roughly here, and it's going to sound great and it's going to be really helpful. So yeah, They are there to make sure that your music isn't too quiet, isn't too loud. It's a big, big part of what a mastering engineer does. Really big part. Another part of what they do is they insert metadata into songs. So that could be stuff like the name of the song, (laughs) the year of release, the name of your band, the genre, the writers of the music, anything like that. Anything that you'd see, maybe on like iTunes. I think it's called iTunes anymore. Is it? Is it Apple Music? Anyway, that's suppose how old I am. Um, all the kind of um, data that you would see in there automatically populated into a track. That is metadata that uh, Apple Podcasts or Apple, that Apple Music is is reading and then pulling in. So it's really important to make sure that that information is correct, so they can. Put in that information so that when you are, say, getting CDs made, it's got all that information wrapped up within it, really helpful really important but it also means that um if someone say buys your track digitally and then they import it into their um system then they'll get all that metadata the other thing you can do and this is what i was talking about in my last mini episode is you can get isrc tags um i'm not going to say any more about that necessarily just go back i think it's two episodes and where i'm going to talk i've talked where i've talked more in depth about isrc tags but anyway that is kind of an overview of what a mastering engineer does they do lots of things but essentially you're paying for their experience and their ears on your music to make sure it's going to work in the best possible way mastering engineers are great mastering is essential don't underestimate it don't be confused by it as well there's loads of articles you can read online about what mastering is for what it does anything like that go read them if you're interested there's some great ones online and as i said go back to the episode with Stephen carrison of tall trees audio mastering go and have a listen to that one it's a great episode So that is it for another episode of the Music Survival Guide. If you enjoyed it, then please leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. I really appreciate every single one of those. Please also share it with any friends and bandmates if you thought it was useful. Finally, I really appreciate all of you. So if you're interested, there's a community on Facebook called the Music Survival Guide Community. Hop over there for chats about music and band life with other musicians and industry people. And I'll see you next time.